Gabadjabat. Hi. Welcome to our second season of our Liberland in Georgia podcast. My name is Sam and I'm the representative of Liberland to Georgia. This second season is dedicated to the business perspective of Georgia, of the country. Why do I want to cover it? Because Georgia is a lot on rise. Many people get interested into it and I don't want you to miss out anything important. Today I invited George. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much for, for having me. Uh, and before we will get to all those projects that he is involved in and all his impact that he had on the country, uh, I would love to thank to the Franklin Club where we are shooting today. If you don't know Franklin Club, so it's a liberal think tank focused on the economic and political education. Thank you so much for everything you do. Keep going. <laughs> thank you so much again, George. Um, how are you today? I'm doing fine, actually, really. A little bit cold outside, but uh, it's still still good, still good weather. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Georgia. It has amazing weather all year round, I would say. Yeah, yeah. We have all four seasons. and uh, Unfortunately, this season, uh, snow was a little bit late, but now we have a great snow to ski in the different mountains of Georgia. So oh. I invite everyone. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So our touristic uh, part <laughs> is over. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to visit skiing in Georgia, you can definitely do so. Yeah. Uh, what are all the projects that you are currently involved in? Because you just started a new cooperation as well. Yeah, I just started all, in, yes. yeah, um, a new new corporate job. I've recently become the uh, chief crypto officer of Bank of Georgia, the largest one, uh, largest universal bank in Georgia, uh, which serve, serves more than uh, 2.5 million uh, clients locally and also internationally. Um, before that, uh, my, my kind of uh, road to crypto and blockchain uh, was um, uh, quite interesting, I think. I actually started uh, in Deloitte, the largest, uh, one of the largest uh, big four companies. Uh, I was a financial auditor, then I became, I moved to uh, project management and financial analysis for World Bank Finance projects in Georgia. Then I became a, uh, an investment banker in Galton Taggart, uh, which actually is a subsidiary of Bank of Georgia, the mm. company I'm currently working in. Uh, and then mm, I was approached by uh, very successful Georgian individuals uh, uh, who were investing in uh, crypto and blockchain startups and uh, I moved to Cryptex Group who, uh, which had a different name back then uh, as a chief financial officer so we basically built uh, everything from scratch uh, it was um, and I've, I've, spent, I've been there for more than uh, uh, three years, three, 3.5 years uh, and uh, we've actually mm, uh, kind of made our mark uh, on crypto and blockchain ecosystem in Georgia, which we are very proud of, and not only in Georgia, but also uh, on a regional, uh, from a regional perspective as well. And um, just recently, um, I was um, uh, approached uh, by uh, Bank of Georgia about uh, a potential opportunity in the uh, new direction. And Georgia, Bank of Georgia is basically an um, innovator in uh, lots of financial products. and. Uh, uh, it was just a matter of time uh, they would uh, pay uh, more and more attention towards crypto and blockchain. And as we see global uh, big banks like Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, uh, Citi and others 
uh, having the uh, specific dedicated crypto crypto teams and blockchain teams. Um, it was just a matter of time. Uh, Bank of Georgia would also step into that direction, and I'm happy that I was uh, chosen chosen to lead this direction. And uh, there are um, actually lots of things to come. But one thing that I can say is. Uh, Based on the current regulations and what National Bank of Georgia obviously will permit us, uh, we would like to make uh, Bank of Georgia a crypto-friendly bank, uh, which means that we'll be working both individuals, corporations and other stakeholders mm -hmm. in the crypto space uh, to actually help them, first of all, get the banking that they need. Uh, because you know still uh, even after so many years still crypto to fiat and fiat to crypto uh, through banks are uh, still uh, quite a uh, quite a hard task to do so we want first of all to make that uh, more easier seamless and less with less fr mm -hmm. frictions so to say uh, but at the same time the co companies and especially crypto companies who would like to establish their bases or establish their regional offices uh, in Georgia because uh, Georgia is actually very well positioned to serve them uh, part of Europe and part of Asia markets um, and we see already lots of lots of uh, crypto companies actually coming establishing oh, yeah. and you know first of all bringing their teams but also recruiting local teams mm. uh, to service different regions uh, we want to be the bank of choice mm. uh, for them to be honest and uh, um, our uh, innovative approach uh, towards banking products uh, positions us uh, extremely well uh, to be a servicing bank for crypto mm. companies. But at the same time, obviously, all the traditional businesses that are coming, uh, Bank of Georgia is happy to happy to service them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm like this is not the advertising for Bank of Georgia, Obviously. but I am using it too, oh, and I'm, nice. <laughs> I'm very happy with it. And I would say that it's already been crypto friendly, honestly, like compared to some other uh, countries. So that, like, mm, mm -hmm. you know, being a normal, legit person, I don't have any problems. Just normal, like things to do. Nice. So, like, I, I would say that Georgia in general is very crypto friendly, and it only shows how the country is progressive and open-minded and like ready to implement new things. So I would say that Georgia is like even like innovative in many terms. Like, and one of that might be that it's actually a small country that is more flexible, there's low bureaucracy and so on. So this makes the things just easier. The legislation is like simple to read. Like you can read it in different five different languages on right. the official websites. It's like, exactly. wow, um, maybe, can you be more particular, like when you say that it would be even like more crypto friendly? Mm -hmm. uh, do you mean on the country level or on the Bank of Georgia level? Uh, I can actually talk about both. To that be would be perfect. Yeah. Actually, I think many people are interested in it because yeah. it's unusual. Yeah, uh, I think uh, lots of uh, viewers would not know, but uh, public registry of Georgia was one of the first one to uh, to use to utilize blockchain for their records uh, and it happened in 2015 mm. um, and then there was obviously Bitfury which was uh, which had a big a big regional operations here um, uh, mining uh, mining uh, Bitcoin um, which actually had both uh, advantages and disadvantages and people were you know split between the 
uh, between the two uh, because obviously it uh, consumed lots of energy but at the same time it was uh, creating value uh, for the economy as a whole. Um, and uh, mm, Georgia's legislation currently uh, is uh, mm, quite uh, simple uh, in terms of uh, in terms of crypto and blockchain and there have been some moves to kind of have the uh, rules of the game to be honest which is which uh, I think is a good thing because um, just like it was in the US before and Europe uh, when crypto star started to be used more and more mm. uh, and when the legislation was lagging behind um, it became a, a place where scammers mm. were uh, easily you know uh, they penetrated the, uh, the space easily and uh, uh, it was bad for crypto. Mm. Um, uh, lots of Bitcoin maximalists and uh, lots of crypto maximalists always say that uh, we need zero regulation because it's, uh, the regulations always create some kind of friction, which is bad. I am not a Bitcoin maximalist myself, even though I support Bitcoin itself uh, as an idea, as a cryptocurrency and as a cryptocurrency of the Internet mm. of future. Uh, but uh, sometimes, uh, and I have friends who are become maximalists, that's why I can uh, speak uh, openly about this. Uh, sometimes they fail to see uh, what uh, their ideas might bring. It, it will bring anarchy in mo most of the uh, cases, how they, how they see it. And that's why I say that uh, a proper regulation and the regulations that is created uh, by the people who do not want to restrict something, but to enable. So mm. with, the, with the enabling in mind, but not the restriction, mm. uh, is a good regulation. Yeah. And I believe that uh, Georgia is going in, the, in that direction that we'll have, we'll see, we already have some regulations that will be, that actually started from 1st of January 2023, but uh, the, mm, uh, the bigger rules of the game will be known uh, mm. from 1st of July. Uh, but uh, even even after that, there were some ideas how crypto should be regulated, how crypto mm. and blockchain should be regulated. And I believe that if we do not directly copy and paste other countries' examples, and if we uh, kind of make the relevant modifications in the context of Georgia, in the context of Georgia becoming a, a fintech hub, becoming a becoming a crypto and blockchain hub, mm. Mm, I think that uh, we'll get the regulations that is needed, that is a progressive, mm. first of all, and uh, the writers of which would have enablement in mind, not restrictions. That's a very, uh, like, a key, key word that I want to differentiate to is when, when we talk about uh, regulation, it should be enabling, mm. so to say. And, very for well example, said. CBDCs, uh -huh. Uh, Central Bank Digital Commerce and Digital yeah. Lowry project that uh, National Bank of Georgia is working like for the last two years, but they are moving to the uh, new phase now. Um, CBDCs, uh, CBDC uh, is also, uh, as they say, as they tell the stakeholders, uh, with enablement in mind. So it will be kind of a place uh, where different private uh, companies can like license service providers as they call it in the in the draft legislation or draft uh, draft ideas uh, will be able to you know utilize the technology to offer different kinds of services to the um, to the masses yeah. in my opinion uh, I personally um, it depends how the CBDC is designed generally yeah. because CBDC is very uh, 
uh, very strong tool if it is directly controlled by governments yeah. in, in a lot of cases. So it depends on how the CBDCs will be approached. If, if uh, CBDCs will not be uh, properly designed and if people will have uh, some kind of doubts, mm. it will not be adopted. Yeah. So This is what's already yeah. happening in the countries that already yeah. adopted it. So like less than one percent people are using it because they don't trust it. And it, it's exactly. like they are fearing, afraid. And I understand that like it would lose their freedoms and exactly. they would be controlled so i There's could a big brother watching yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's to me it's frightening it's it like is. 1984 exactly. but like it's not the point of like blockchain to the contrary the yeah. idea was you know like to decentralize to get the power um out of the hands of one person or one entity um yeah uh well we'll see how this goes uh i really liked your perspective of like uh, georgian legislation in terms of enabling i have never been thinking about it and it's actually true like we were discussing this with uh one of the previous guests Ilya, who's a tax advisor and he was mentioning that when the georgian taxation is changing so it's actually just to provide clarification so that people ve- would understand what are the rules of the game yeah. and this is actually very interesting because the the trend of many countries is more oppressive rather so that when the jo- when the legislation is changing which is pretty often in western countries uh so it's like you know just slowly closing the doors actually uh so georgia really provides rather the clarification and in this case in crypto related case i would agree that it's better to have a clear legislation in place that says all right like crypto trading or whatever these exchanges from crypto to fiat zero percent taxation having this written in the law is better than having non uh, legislation because what was happening in some european countries that didn't have any legislation for it is that then the governments were like oh we don't have money oh let's tax it at 30 percent you know and uh because they have like retrospective power to do so so like many people were like wait 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 this is a scam from the government so like this uh again like having uh th- this is a very interesting thought that like having a legislation despite me being a libertarian so i'm <laughs> like mm, but this is a very interesting thought and uh, if you want to play the game uh, in the international field and while being recognized as like or having a good reputation which georgia is trying to have i would say and it's it's it makes sense because it has a very secure environment from the fintech industry very secured and like high quality banking i mean it's just working it's just doing what it's supposed to do it's like very good uh so uh like you have to play the game to be recognized and not to be um, like cut off from the network, especially in the banking on the international level. So this is a very, very interesting point. Thank you so much for pointing this out. Um, um, because there were, as you mentioned also, like some projects move uh, to the country, Binance just opened their uh, representative offices here, uh, which is really cool. Like it's a small country, like Georgia has 3.5 million people. If you mention the Bank of Georgia is serving 2.5 million people. Wow. 
uh, and providing all this and context. Um, what do you see like will be the cl close future? Like, uh, how do you see still like what particular changes like except for the CBDC might take place? Like, do you find it like also optimistic? Uh, the you know like the feeling. Uh, of yours from the governmental and banking perspective? Yeah, so uh, to roll back a little bit to uh, how Georgia is currently where it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how we came here. Uh, there was a great project called Jitter, which is still there, mm -hmm. Georgia Innovation Technology Agency. Uh, and uh, uh, if you think and if you look and if you, you know, uh, go back to oh, how we are startups pitching mm. eight years ago and how are startups pitching now, mm. you will see a huge difference. And the quality has been increasing and increasing and increasing. And that did not happen by chance. That happened by bringing very experienced international talent, international investors, ex-entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, there are no ex-entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who have huge successes, who've seen how, who've, like, uh, they've done it with their own hands, they made their hands dirty, hmm. they came and they talking, uh, mentoring Georgian hmm. young founders. And that's, uh, that was a, a major change in the Georgian ecosystem. And this ecosystem is growing, growing startup ecosystem is growing, which is great. Then uh, happened 500 startups, which also came to Georgia, which is uh, one of the uh, most successful accelerators globally. Mm. And they partnered with Bank of Georgia and Georgian Innovation Technology Agency. And, you know, uh, they've uh, recently actually uh, opened their 20 million uh, fund mm, uh, for local startups. N not actually local startups only, but the startups who are ready mm. to, who are foreign startups, but are ready to establish in Georgia and uh, have their operations mostly from Georgia. Mm -hmm. And this uh, mm, first uh, starting from Jita and then bringing uh, such a major power as 500 startups to Georgia, yeah. actually uh, made Georgia visible to the startup community, hmm. to the tech community. And that itself played a vital role in promoting Georgia as a hub for potential innovations. Hmm. Why I say potential? Because the innovation that we currently have is not much. So we want uh, to have more products that are uh, global, hmm. more products that are born here but are serving global uh, global talent. And when I say, um, uh, when we say that Georgia has, uh, you know, 3.5 million people, mm, yes, it's a small country, but at the same time, we can be flexible. Yeah. Obviously, we have major geopolitical issues. Russia being the neighbor in the north, uh, which itself creates lots of tension, right? Um, uh, and we cannot, we, like Georgia made a lot of, mistakes uh, in relations with Russia because we trusted them. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we did not we did not learn from our mistakes, you know, and I don't want to go into politics, but that's true. If you see Georgia's uh, history, if you if you think uh, and if you see like how many times 
we mm. trusted Russia and how many times they yeah. lied and you know they <laughs> occupied us uh, they abolished our monarchy and so on mm. Mm, you know still the 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 how to say the uh, the threat remains but the threat might remain there for a long time yeah. and that threat should not restrict us from innovation because when we innovate and when we make our country better our gdp per capita better our uh, other macroeconomic uh, indicators better our people living better then i think that's the way we return our territories as well abkhazia and south ossetia or as we call it samachablo the georgian name is actually samachablo yeah there's no thing as south ossetia to be honest so uh when they these people see that you know it's better with Georgia because they are innovating, because they have a better economy, because they are internationally recognized, because, uh, you know, I can uh, found my own startup there and surf uh, globally. So all this, all this is a major, a major thing. Uh, mm. And all this uh, is what can make Georgia special. At the same time, as we saw, um, just during Corona, lots of digital nomads visited Georgia. Why? Because they believed and they saw that there was a beautiful country, mm. good food, <laughs> not very high cost of living, yeah. and good internet. Mm. I think that's the, that's a unique recipe which makes Georgia a perfect place for digital nomads as well. Yeah. I, I personally, like, I, I create a lot of content related to remote work on LinkedIn. And... Uh, like Georgia is one of the best countries in the world where you can live a good life under $1,000 a month despite now the rent prices rose a lot a bit like but they actually rose everywhere in the world just by the way yeah. because after COVID after two years of like countries yeah. being closed well no surprise everywhere it's really happening yeah. everywhere so there's nothing else but um uh, as you mentioned very well, so yeah, Georgia attracts digital nomads. But I think, you know, like this thing, like uh, um, people who are trusting others and are caring and are, are kind and very welcoming, plus amazing nature, food and uh, cost of living, or rather like just the value of price versus what you get for it in return and the territory. Oh, I mean... Everything is amazing. Local products. I, I could be here for long. I really like the country. That's why I'm here. Uh, but um, I think that the next step is actually when you already experience living here and you start understanding that, oh, there are, you know, favorable taxation statuses. It's low bureaucratic. You can open your bank account in like a few minutes. It's, it's okay. It, it takes some time, but like it, it's not days in Europe it's days you wait for your details to get uh, a bank account in one currency in let's say Prague and uh, here like it you already get a card even on demand mm -hmm. just you can already get one without your name uh, or on the next day you get one with your name <laughs> or you get a digital card directly from the mobile bank yeah sure of <laughs> course like and so like it, it's and the banking system it's uh, again it's like very secure but it's just really working like the app of again like bank of georgia like they should pay us for this you know <laughs> but it's just so advanced i mean 
it's just really doing what it's supposed to do, I would say. But the UX is good and it has everything it needs to have. And again, like, oh, you need a new digital card, pop, done. Which is something that is normal in Europe, like with Revolut. But Revolut, I don't like it because they started becoming like crazy with regulations. I mean, Revolut became a bank and I was asked just during one year, four times for a KYC. Mm. Like okay, KYC, it means like I should provide again my residency. Did it change? What's your passport? How's your passport? Does it still look the same? And where, what are you doing for work? I was like, oh my God. But I have to be fair about that. Yeah. Uh, Revolut did not want to do that. Revolut was <laughs> uh, told by it probably yeah. by the regulator that they had to do that. And that's, that's, that's yeah. it. So they, um, basically, if you think about it, private companies like companies who are um, whose major concern is mm. to you know earn profit, they would not want to require something. They would not yeah. uh, want to create artificial friction. Yeah. But sometimes they are required to. Yeah. So yes, um, at the same time, uh, if it was if it was due to your KYC not being done properly in the first place, then it's their problem. But if it was done uh, because they were required to do so, then uh, yeah. then it's uh, to, like fairness. Fairness dictates me to state that. But I I, I, I agree with that because this kind of thing actually happens with yeah. uh, when you have crypto transactions and stuff like that. Uh, oh, this wasn't because of a crypto oh, transaction. Okay. This is actually the funny thing. So like I, I was blocked uh, my account and my transaction several times by them, and mm. the funniest uh, experience was when they blocked my four euro transaction when I was sending a fee to the governmental office. Mm. I was laughing. <laughs> I was really laughing. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And uh, but again, like I understand this, that from the international regulatory field, if you want to be recognized and if you don't want the, the other countries to cut you off and Georgia is building a great reputation so it's really fulfilling and it's understandable like it's details they're already asking for kyc when you go to the op to open the bank account yet you don't have to be a resident to open the bank account here in the country which is really cool because i think one of the guess, best things you can do is just to diversify your bank accounts yeah. into different countries especially i travel a lot so to me it's a basics like i don't want to have one bank account in one country because yeah. it doesn't make sense if i travel somewhere and they're like oh we think that it's a fraud i'm like no i'm just traveling a lot so <laughs> I, I need you to enable my money and it's happening so that then countries block you because they are th oh that might be a scam I'm like no i just need my money and then <laughs> when you don't have any other bank account so you're in, you're done uh, so yeah, like opening the bank account in Georgia, it's it's definitely a good thing. And of course, like moving here, that's another thing. But yeah, like getting back to the to the real conditions, it's uh, like again, you can open you, when you go and live here, you can open the bank account easily. You can start your company easily. You can start entrepreneurship easily. Um, so it's it's a very favorable place to 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 be at. Um, um, how do you um, uh, like? How do you like? How do you perceive it as a Georgian? Like, uh, this is actually an interesting maybe perspective. Uh, mm -hmm. You can feel free like to cover what you feel like, but like uh, are there because there are pretty much a lot of foreigners from different countries. Like, how do you perceive this on the uh, 
maybe like the on on the business level, like because Georgians speak English a lot, so this is very convenient for us. Like I can say it as the expat living here, but like, uh, how do you see it? Like, so Georgians are open-minded, but like getting yeah. this international. So actually, it depends. Uh, it depends on the region. It depends on the age and so on. Mm. Generally, younger people are more open-minded, mm, and uh, uh, people who live in megapolises are basically more open-minded because they see people, mm, foreigners more. Uh, but I could not. I would not uh, blame mm, older people, mm. for example, that they, you know, they might not be that open-minded or. Either they ha might have some problems or stuff like that. Because if you think about it, Georgia was under uh, Russian occupation, like Soviet Union, mm. from 1921 to 1991. So 70 years. So people who were, uh, in, and before then, obviously, 117 years from 1801 to uh, 1918. So in the last 200 years, up to 1991, Georgia had independence, independence in only three years. Mm. That meant that lots of uh, uh, we became a, how to say uh, a closed country, closed nation, and we only had uh, exchange communication with people from other Soviet Union countries. Mm. So that basically made people, you know, less open-minded, obviously. Mm. And uh, when we became independent, uh, we needed to learn how to live independently. Mm. And some older people were not prepared for independence, to be honest. Mm. They might, you know, blame me for what I'm saying now, but that's my, my, my view. I was born in 1993 in an independent Georgia, and I think that uh, my mind is much more independent. Yeah. And when, you are, uh, when your mind is independent, you are also prepared to make your country more independent. Mm. And uh, there is not a single country, in my perception, uh, that is independent, that is against uh, friendly travel, that is against mm. immigrants and so on. Why? Because when, when, we, when we talk about foreigners coming to Georgia, they don't only come here to, you know, uh, just live and consume our resources. They are also coming here and making Georgia more diverse, in my opinion. Yeah. And when someone comes to your country because you've made your country, you know, better, uh, it's, I think, silly to restrict them and to be against them. So I and I Many think countries do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but still, obviously, I'm not talking about you know people who come to steal or people who come to commit crime, right? But when there is a lots of migration, this uh, happens naturally. And if this is controlled, uh, first of all, if it is prevented, and if it's not prevented, then detected and by law enforcement. Mm. Uh, the answer is kind of um, uh, adequate, then I think will uh, Georgia will you know become more and more mm. uh, more and more successful because when you have this kind of geopolitical situation uh, coupled with uh, people uh, not being that tech friendly and not being um, very open to new, I'm not talking about the younger generation, mm -hmm. I'm talking about uh, yeah. a little bit older generation, then uh, you are kind of doomed. So you have to, you have to some mm. somehow create, you have to somehow bring foreign expertise, mm. uh, learn from it, 
and adapt. Mm. So yeah. I, I would I would think uh, I understand uh, your point about uh, there are lots of you know maybe communities or some age groups that you know like special type of tourists and not other type of tourists. <laughs> but that will be uh, that will uh, I think come yeah. uh, with time that mm. again. It's we changing. are early in independence still mm, yeah but and still it's fascinating because like yeah. i find like georgia very very welcoming still there so yeah. that's that's very that's our uh how to say historically we've been like that but yeah. historically we're being hospitable mostly towards other soviet nations because mm. soviet union did not have foreign visitors i see yeah, yeah if, of course. if some foreign visitor came there were at least three or four agents who yeah. were always moving with them <laughs> oh, you know yeah. to understand what we are <laughs> where they're doing it's just like north korea you know yeah, north yeah, korea, yeah, yeah. You, you can go to north korea but you will you will have it's... to you know obey to certain rules and oh, you yeah. will be watched all the time probably i, oh, I yeah. don't i've been to south korea i've actually studied to south korea wow i've i've uh, in binoculars i've I've uh, looked at the North Korean side. Wow. I've never had desire to enter. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Well, yeah. fortunately, Georgia, uh, to me, like Georgia is one of the freest countries I've uh, experienced, like the, the way I feel here. So mm -hmm. I, I'm like, I can breathe. The same is like for the business. Like, it's really like, you don't have to overthink, oh, maybe I won't do it. I will rather, you know, hire a lawyer or someone because it would be too bureaucratic. But this is not a case here. But yet, it again, like it provides a clear guidance, which is like, it's it's just, you know, it's like, it's it's not a painkiller. I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, sorry, sorry, it's not a headache. It's like to the contrary. Sorry. And uh, yeah, and uh, as you mentioned, like, I would say that uh, I would actually add that Georgia is one of the safest countries in the world as well. Oh, yeah, and that's uh, that's proved by the uh, international statistics as yeah. well. That uh, uh, crime per uh, resident mm. is very very low. Yeah, and plus uh, the uh, the our local patrols like police mm. uh, are um, you know not corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which means that you can actually find justice. Mm, this is actually interesting. I feel that Georgia, the, like if if the desire to be against the you know like post-Soviet past, just to get rid of it so badly, so that like we want to start from scratch. I feel it like and everything that is being done here, like corruption. No, oh, no, 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 no. Just don't. No, like no way. And this is uh, this is very interesting because like I, I, it must have been too bad. <laughs> to maybe you know just to totally flip the flip the coin to the other side, so it's like very free and uh, very very pleasant experience. Um, all right, thank you so much. Uh, I think that's it for our today's interview. Nice. It was thank a very, very interesting uh, perspective. Thank you so much for sharing your uh, opinions and your experience, especially. And you made me you know like very positive again about. Georgia close future. I hope that it will be just rising and we'll be happy also to see some newcomers in the country. Great. Thank you very much for having me. It was a really interesting talk and thank you for promoting Georgia at an international level. I really appreciate it. As a Georgian, as a, yeah. <laughs> as a single Georgian, I really appreciate it and uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. 
All right, thank you so much for watching. If you have any questions related to, to the country or to the banking system uh, or to the crypto and banking, well, in that case, I will link uh, George's uh, LinkedIn profile to the description. So feel free to contact him. Uh, and also, I guess that he would be helpful maybe in some fintech, whatever. Yeah. Mm, all right. Well, he's the guy for that. <laughs> and I will be looking forward to see you at another episode.